0: This is the Purpose Church Podcast. We exist to help every person live on purpose. It is our prayer that this message helps you experience God in a brand new way. Amen, amen. Good to see you all at church today. You know, especially if you're here for the very first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Church, say welcome to those that are here for the first time. Glad you're here today. Um, If you uh, received a worship guide when you walked in, inside that's a connection card. Uh, Wouldn't you mind fill that out? And at the end of the day, they'll take those cards from you in a bucket on the way out the door. And just to let Kelly and I know you came, we'd love to send you a letter, tell you um, hello and welcome you and also uh, give you some next steps should you choose to to take those. Uh, But we're so, so glad that you're here. And you're here on purpose, for a purpose today, amen? It's not an accident you're at church today on this beautiful, sunshiny day. It's not an accident that you're here. Uh, Every year at the end of the year, we have a series we do called Legacy. So this is year number eight. Church turns nine in a couple of weeks. This is year number eight of us doing Legacy. And, you know, at the end of Legacy, we do a Legacy offering, and more about that here in a minute. But... The word legacy comes from the Latin word that means what you're going to leave people upon your death. Uh, and it might sound a little morbid, but I wonder if, if God's redirecting our thinking in, uh, from the present and the comfortable to uh, the future and generational transfer, uh, it just is a powerful thought. The word legacy, uh, when it, even in the Latin word, when it means what's, what we give upon our death, Here's the layman's term, the definition we've written for that, what people remember and benefit from when you're gone. What do people remember and benefit from once you're gone? Well, and I don't want to think about that. No, generations after you suffer if you don't. What do people remember and benefit from? Psalm 112 says, good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, they will be remembered, how long? Forever. <laughs> Forever. Psalm 92, this is our foundational verse for the series. The righteous, which doesn't mean perfect. You will never be perfect. You can't be perfect. It's not even an option for you to be perfect. And all the husbands are let off the hook. You're welcome. It's not even an option. <laughs> and the And Ladies are like, I wish Kelly was preaching. She'd say it the other way. <laughs> righteous means just in right relationship like you're not going to get it right all the time I mean King David was a mess but he was considered righteous there's a a right relationship and so there's this connection there that even when we do mess up there's a connection there so those who have that connection with God are going to flourish like palm trees doesn't matter how hard the hurricane blows they're going to flourish they're going to grow like cedars deep roots (laughs) They're like trees planted in the house of the Lord that flourish in the temple of God. They will still bear fruit when they get old, and they'll be green and strong. Green and strong. See, legacy is our destiny when we are deeply rooted. Remember, not loosely connected like a tumbleweed. We don't just die off and break off. Like, what is our destiny? Your children will not have the foundation your heart deeply desires if you live life loosely. If you live life loosely connected. But what will our homes feel like, our minds think like, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, what will the legacy be if you could be deeply rooted today? We've talked about the soil. We've talked about the seed and today I want to talk to you about the sower. As you, and me. The sower, the person who's standing on top of the ground looking down at the ground with seed in their hand. We're talking about that person today. So everybody put your hand over your heart because I believe today in the sermon that I'm titling Legends Leave Legacies. That you are created for that, you're a legend. So God, right now, I pray that these hearts would be wide open to you. God, that we wouldn't hold you to our preconceived ideas. God, will we be open to what you gotta say to us today and may it make a major impact for people we don't even know yet, people we've not met yet, but definitely for the people that live in our homes and we know and love would these hearts be open? Would my heart be open? Would my mind be receptive? In Jesus' name. If that's your prayer, say a big amen to that today. The definition of legend. Everybody say legends? Leave legacies. Now you gotta outdo the first service. They, to be honest, they were louder than you. So they're morning people, though, right? You're the late service, you do things late. So let's let's wake up a little bit. All right, one, two, ready, read. There you go, you got them beat, you got them beat. You got extra coffee though, so you're cheating. But legends leave legacies, it's the absolute truth, and I'm gonna prove it to you by the end of our time together today. The word legend, by definition, is a story that comes down from the past, a story that continues down through generations, but also it means a person who leaves behind an unforgettable impression on others, an unforgettable impression in other words legends leave legacies it's an unforgettable impression it's it's something that you cannot forget it's it's it, there's an imprint that has been made on someone's life they cannot forget it a, a legend touches lives they're remembered they're cherished they're imprint on family stays for generations. There are all sorts of legends in this world, famous or not. Fame is not an equivalent to legendary, by the way. Because legends find their particular role they were created for, in other words, their purpose, their calling, they follow it, and they affect as many people as they can while they've got breath in their lungs. Legends create legacies. Some examples of legends, some people, you know, like sports figures, are like, oh, that guy was a legend. Anybody ever heard that? Man, that guy was a legend. Tom Brady, that guy is a legend. He's a legend. He changed the game. Anyway. But more importantly... More importantly, there are people who paved the way and left a mark so noticeable that it changed the way you and I are living life right now. There are people and there are there we could we could do a 52 week series on the people who have affected the world in which you and I live that has changed the way you and I live. But I've only got a few today. What about Dr. King? A legend a legend, did something no one else was doing at that level, forsaking comfort to stand for something important. And I love studying uh, this next one. Um, I had so much fun learning even more about her, and I, I remember in college I wrote a paper on her, Sojourner Truth. What a great last name, right? Born into slavery, sold at age nine, was a voice of freedom and truth as she stood against slavery and stood for the abolition of slavery and women's equality. She was the first female preacher in the state of New York. And her last words before she died were, be a follower of Jesus above all else. And then she breathed her last breath. She was the first, one of the first women to be invited to the White House to meet the president. And the president at the time was Abraham Lincoln. a legend, a legend. Billy Graham was a legend. Billy Graham was an evangelist. If you don't know who he was, he was an evangelist that traveled the world and preached to billions of people. He died at the age of 99 in 2018. And his son continues, Franklin Graham continues that ministry today. Three. This is crazy to me. 3.2 million people signed a card with their name that said, I got saved today. And how many other people couldn't find a pen? That's what I want to know. There's definitely more than that. The number that's even crazier is 2.2 billion people were in attendance at his services throughout his ministry. 2.2 billion people. Millions saved. A legend. The way he led people to Jesus changed the way that churches do altar calls even today. A legend the next legend I want to tell you about assuredly has affected your life and you may not even know who he is but some decisions that were made in the 1970s affected you affected me and affected my life forever born into a dysfunctional alcoholic physically abusive family a family tree was turned around forever because of one man's decision to love Jesus and love my mom. And I want you guys to watch a video of my dad on the 10 o'clock news, um, taking it full advantage of the time he was given on that newscast (laughs) to say things that they wouldn't put on the news if they had a chance to bleep it out, they would. Um, Watch my dad uh, speak Jesus to people. Welcome back. This afternoon, we are joined by Donnie Kiker. He's a pastor at the Jesus House Odessa. Now, Jesus House is hosting a very special event this weekend. It's called the Ector County Dedication to God. Now, sir, can you explain to everyone what that means and what this event's
1: going to look like? Well, we're inviting the, our mayor-elect, Javier Hoven, out. Uh, of course, Judge Hayes is going to come out. Several of our local pastors from all denominations are coming out, and we're asking every believer to come out and just stand in agreement there on the courthouse lawn and just dedicate our city and our county back to God. We believe that if we just trust God and lean on Him, and we just believe God is going to just change this city because, after all, we're members of the city, we're residents of the city, and I, for one, are ready for a unified effort to come together for this city and this county to come to know God in a more personal way. Absolutely. And of course, you know, a lot of people who pray, most people are religious most weekends in any case, but this is a very specific event in, in addition to that. So what does it mean exactly to dedicate
0: Etter County to God rather than just, you know, praying in general for your community?
1: I tell you, when you dedicate anything back to God, you're telling God, we are yours. We want to, we are his, but we're we're showing in public in front of all the witnesses that we truly believe that God is king over Odessa, God is king over Ector County, and I'm just gonna go out there and say, it, God is king over the United States. And I'm just here to tell you that when we stand together unified, you know, and commit our ways to the Lord, he will hear these prayers, he will see this dedication, and I just truly believe great help would come to us. <laughs>
0: My mom and dad will be here next week to celebrate Legacy Sunday with us. Um, Legends leave legacies. And these people that I mentioned are all legends, and guess what? You are called by God to be legendary yourself. It is not something that is reserved for the super-duper highly anointed That's not even a thing, by the way. (laughs) You are called to be legendary, regardless of where you've come from, what situations or circumstances you were born into, regardless of the side of the tracks you were born on. You have a God inside of you and a Holy Spirit filling you. There is more power in you than you think. Because the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. You were created to be legendary and leave a legacy. Somebody say amen to that. Legends leave legacies. The word legendary, by definition, means remarkable to the point of remembrance. Remarkable to the point. Remembrance. A person becomes legendary because they were determined, they were forward thinking, they were firm in their convictions, they were willing to sacrifice, they prioritized others, they were generous, they were hard working. So they grabbed their shovels and they got to work. They looked down at the ground and the seed in their hand and knew this seed can't get in there unless somebody digs up the ground. So, what does that look like? How do legends live? Well, legends live by absolute truth and predetermined values. It says determined values in first service, I added pre to it, just a, just a little boost. We don't decide what values we live by based on what we're looking at in the moment. Kelly and I have pre decided what love looks like for us based on the Bible. And that is a foundation for like when things get rough and you turn over and you don't like what you're looking at because they were mean yesterday. We've, there are predetermined values based on legacy thinking that matter more than current level emotion. Legends live by absolute truth also. The Bible is the absolute truth. 66 books of the Bible. If you were raised Catholic, there's even more, but there's 66 books In the Protestant canon of Scripture that are absolute truth and not up for debate, the moment you start to erase Scripture to fit a cultural ideology is the moment you're no longer a Christian. We live by absolute truth and predetermined values. Vision and values drive decisions. The next is legends live with a a forward mindset. Legends don't... uh, blame their past or how they were raised or, or I'm Italian, that's why we're rude or that's why we yell. No, forget all that. Well, that's just who we are. No, who you are now is determined by who's digging up the ground now to change it. Like we, we, somebody's got to think like a legend in a family. (laughs) Legends live with a passion for others. They're not self-seeking. If Dr. King or Sojourner Truth or Abraham Lincoln or Billy Graham was self-seeking, they surely would not have done what they did. There is a passion for the freedom of other people, for the solidity of the next generation that a legend lives by. Legends are also present in the now and focused still on tomorrow. They're able to see what's going on and be present in the now without being taken down by it and focused on the truth of tomorrow. That takes a lot of trust in God, by the way. Next is legends live generously. They're not stingy because they know the more you impact people's lives with your time, talent, and treasure, the more likely you're going to be remembered by them. But more importantly, the more likely the truth you lived by is remembered by them and lived by by them. It's a truth. Legends have a focus that is greater than their fear. And you and I got a lot of fear in our life. You know, news stations love to prey on our fear. We've got a lot of fear in our life. WebMD loves (laughs) to prey on our fear. People make money to make you afraid. But legends have a focus that is greater than their fear. Talked to a church planter this week, and he's like, what can you tell me? He's planting a church in Fort Worth next next September. And he's like, what can you tell me? What wisdom do you have? You know, I was like, don't do it. (laughs) He's like, excuse me? I was like, don't do it. And I was trying to scare him out of it because that's the test. If I can scare you out of it in a conversation, you weren't meant to do it. But he's still going to do it. And I said, you're gonna to have to be so focused, you don't even know what fear feels like in that moment. Because you're gonna to have to give every ounce of your time, your money, your energy, your life to that baby to keep it alive. It's Your focus has to be 100%. It's greater than your fear. Legends aren't worried about the fear in the moment, they're focused. There's a trust in God and a trust in his kingdom economy and a trust in his kingdom ways. But did you know that someone can also become legendary in a negative sense, right? Like Benedict Arnold, you know, like nobody, nobody like Hitler, they're legendary, but not for good reasons. I call them lazy legends. I call people like in modern America who want to become legendary but don't do anything to be that lazy legends. Legends are, they're lazy because of these stories people continue to tell because it was like an issue that just keeps getting told. The stubbornness by which they lived. The anger, the fights at the family Thanksgiving. Y'all just go ahead and like speak in tongues for the next two weeks. Get your heart ready because you're about to see your family. So just get ready. They're, they're not legendary for the impact they made. They're legendary for the issues they caused. And this creates like, that's a, there's a laziness to that. There's a laziness to just being known for what you were doing in the moment. Laziness will always create lukewarm. And did you know that lukewarm can never become warmer on its own? Like, you, like it by nature grows cold. You can't look at a bathtub full of lukewarm water and just pray it into heat. It, it, there has to be like a, a Holy Ghost hot tub going on. There's movement and there's heat and it's circulating and everybody loves it. And then there's LED lights and I'm just kidding. But there's like, there's just this heat. It needs a stimulus. It needs something to change the temperature. And some of us, today's message needs to be a hot plate under you. The Holy Ghost hot tub in your life. It's the stimulus you need to turn up the temperature in your soul so that future generations can become legendary under you. But it takes somebody to become a legend first, to change the temperature. Because you can decide today that your children won't have to lie at your funeral. You can decide today that you are going to take the steps necessary, you're going to go to growth track today. And prioritize God and his kingdom over the Cowboys game. They're playing the Giants. It's going to be an easy win. Our legacies. I love you, Jeffrey. He was in first service. Shout out to, oh, he's greeting right now. I can see him through the door. Love you, Jeffrey. Our legacies are bigger than what we want. Our legacies are bigger than our dreams, are bigger than our desires. Our legacies matter more. I have family members that their legacy is they really like Chevrolets. <laughs> who cares? Who cares? Like it, there's the end of the day, what is the legacy? What, what, legacies are not created by people's affinity. It's created by a legend who stood by truth and passion and care for others that dug up the ground when no one else would. So who is legendary in your life? Who are you a legend to? A legend also, right, you, some of y'all are thinking it, is the box at the bottom of a map. For those of us that are old enough to remember paper maps, it's the legend that you had to read to know where to go before Siri drove you into a lake. Like this is, we had to read it on our own. And remember what a legend does. A legend tells you what is what, what the icons mean. A legend tells you where the exits are. A legend tells you where to go. A legend tells you up from down. A legend tells you north from south. And a legend helps you chart the course for what is true and what is false. Legends don't change Legends tell you where to go. It's time for legends to rise up in our families and start telling the truth in their homes. To tell our children what's up and down. To tell our children what's a man and what's a woman. To tell our children what's true, what's not true. To tell our children what is real and what's fantasy. To tell our children what to cancel and what not to cancel. See, God has called you to become legendary. Not to just be blown around by what is told to you. Because if Dr. King and Sojourner Truth and all of them had done that, our country would look a lot different today. You and I are in this room because some legendary people decided that they were going to break up the ground. So how do we start living like a legend? If you want that, you don't have to want it, but if you want to live like a legend and leave a legacy, I'm, so, I'm a beneficiary of people who did that, people who broke the trend of countless people before them. How do you start living like a legend? You walk the steps of the legendary. Now, I'm going to share some of them with you today. There's more, but I'm going to share three of them with you today. Number one is you, legends focus on what will endure, like not just what's right in front of them. They focus on what will endure. See, legacy involves intentional living and aiming to build the next generation for their success. Legends want their ceiling to be the next generation's floor. They're not just living for themselves. Legends ask, what is the most significant thing I can pass on to the next generation? And what can I do about it now to make sure that's possible? What is the most important thing? Legends ask that question, and they move forward in that, and they make plans, and they go through what's uncomfortable, and they think ahead, and they surround themselves with good-thinking people, surround themselves with Christians, surround themselves with good brothers and sisters of the faith. They do everything they can to make sure that they're living like a legend that creates a legacy. They don't live life accidentally, dare we say. They live life on purpose. Joshua 4 says... These people will be able to say in the future when your children ask you what do these stones mean, you will tell them about the time. You'll tell them about the time. Is there anything that you're able that if you died today and they all have Thanksgiving without you in a few weeks, what are they going to be talking about? Are they going to say, "Y'all remember the time he came in drunk and threw over the table, and Uncle Billy punched him"? <laughs> Are they going to be able to say, "Y'all remember the time when, uh, when Dad came home from church and our entire family changed, and we all thought he was nuts"? And then we started realizing he was getting better, and we weren't. We all started realizing that something was different. Y'all remember the time he led us all to to, to Jesus at home after dinner that night? Y'all remember that? Y'all, are y'all hearing me right now? Do y'all do? What are they going to say? Y'all remember the time? When we went to our first small group and it was so awkward and now we're leading 10, which we don't let you do. But y'all remember the time? Do you remember the time where we sent our kids to youth group and everything changed? Do you remember the time when we were honest at the altar about us wanting to get divorced? And here we are 30 years later. you remember the time? Legacy. Psalm 145 says, one generation after another will celebrate his great works and will pass on the story of his wonderful acts. One of the hardest things I do as a pastor is preach funerals for people who I know aren't in heaven. And I don't lie to the family and tell them that they are. also don't just straight up say it either. But that sometimes those are the biggest altar calls I ever have is at a funeral because there's got to be a passing on of the story. What do we remember? So the first one, legends focus on what endures, not their own comfort. But number two, legends don't make excuses. They make progress. Legends aren't shoved around by circumstances. They create the circumstances. Legends create it Legends know the ground needs to be broken. Legends know something needs to be built. So they grab their shovel. Everybody's getting one of these little shovels today. You can pass Y'all can go ahead and pass them out. Everybody gets one of these little shovels. Because I want to remind you, it's got to be broken up. Raise your hand if you've ever dug a hole. Raise your hand if you liked it. Liars. <laughs> I used to have to, it was part of my discipline as a child. They'd just make us dig holes and fill it back in. It was, cause that's how much people hate digging holes. But think about spiritually. Looking down at the ground of the future generations and maybe it's parched, or maybe it's soaking wet like it is now. But something has to be broken up in order for seed to be planted. And if you're a first generation groundbreaker like my dad, the ground is hard. It's a whole lot harder to dig a hole with parched ground. But now Kelly and I are digging holes and it's a lot easier because the people that came before us dug the hole first and watered it. And now we're not only just digging one hole for our family, but we're digging hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of holes because a legend came before and made legacy possible. So are you gonna dig? Are you just gonna hold the shovel and look at it and highlight the shovel? See, the best best way to make progress is to get it in the ground and it is hard work. You You get it in the ground and you gotta push. Some of us have to jump. And you push until you get the spade into the ground, and then you got to push back, and lift up, and throw. And you got to dig again. The best way to get that in the ground is today at five o'clock at Growth Track. Again, don't make excuses. It's like today, like I'm going to stop letting the devil control my calendar, and I'm going to get my shovel in the ground and I'm going to tell God I mean business and I'm going to learn tonight how I can begin to break up the fallow ground as a legend to leave a legacy. Are y'all with me? The Bible says in 1 Peter 4 each of you, 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 all of you, should use, not stare at, whatever gift you've been given. Every one of you been gifted by God. And be faithful with it to serve others. So your shovel may be a different-looking shovel than someone else's. That's the beauty of the kingdom of God. But each of you should use it. The Bible doesn't say if... Uh, each of you should use whatever gift you've received if that feels like a good idea to you in the moment or if it fits into your already busy American calendar.
1: No, each of
0: you should use your gift. It's, it's real life. It's beautiful life. Dri- legends are driven by eternity's flame. Legends don't make excuses. They grab their shovel. They get involved. They get engaged. They don't make excuses. And number three, legends are proactively generous. There's nothing wrong with being reactively generous. Reactive generosity is great. Like when Hurricane Harvey hit Houston, our church uh, loaded up seven truckloads of supplies and we took up an offering that Sunday. It was $25,000 in one day that we took all the way to Houston. We bought a bunch of stuff, got corporate help, like people matching dollar for dollar kind of stuff. We went to Bass Pro and bought a boat, a little flat bottom John boat that they were using to save people off the top of their roofs. And, and James and Seresa were here And the first was sitting right over there. And it was me and James and Seresa. We drove to Houston like seven times. And it was scary. We're in the truck, which back then the church truck needed a lot of Holy Ghost power to even start. <laughs> and we were just praying in tongues for that diesel. But it started... And we drove an illegal amount of weight in that trailer to Houston, seven times full of water, supplies, things like that to help people. And I remember we're driving, it's two o'clock in the morning and we could see the moonlight reflecting off the water that was right up to the tires of the truck as the highways were flooded. That's proactive, that's reactive generosity. That's a good thing, right? It's a good thing to say, like, we we react, we react with generosity when tragedy strikes. But what about Proactive generosity Like we can't see it yet Doesn't feel like an emergency But we're proactively Moving forward And being generous With what we've been given To see something change Because legends Aren't just reactively generous They're proactively generous They they create a space For generosity Legends focus on what endures and that's why next week is Legacy Sunday in which we'll take up the legacy offering. And Legacy Sunday is a different kind of service. It'll feel a little bit different. Um, We've got some special elements in the service you don't wanna miss, but Legacy Sunday, we're all coming down and telling God we're gonna be proactively generous. We're not waiting on an emergency to rise up. We're going to affect generations before the emergency even gets here. We're proactively generous. We're not asking anybody to give a specific amount. It's about participation. Kelly and I got a video yesterday of of little Belle Hayden and her Ziploc baggie with 10 bucks in it. And she she was like, I'm giving this to legacy, I'm giving this to legacy and she only has 23 bucks to her name, right? Right. So if we all follow Baby Bell's percentage, we're gonna get there. (laughs) But there's a mindset of forward thinking. Imagine if we all participate in how big of a difference we could make together as legends uniting arms moving forward, marching down the street together. Imagine how many more children we could disciple. On Wednesday nights right now, our building is is at capacity. We're having to turn children away from our programs. And that just makes me all kinds of Holy Ghost frustrated and mad that we gotta do that because of this space. Imagine when we never had to turn anybody away because we got more than enough room. Imagine, how many more teenagers could be discipled. Imagine how many more children would be in the Awanas program. Imagine how many more worship nights we could do and people come into a worship night at the altar when they've already been there for a few hours and the Holy Spirit just took control and nobody wanted to go home because they didn't have to tear down. Imagine what we could do. So let me share with you another testimony. Kelly and I have been sharing testimonies these weeks. Let me share with you a testimony of someone in our church who focused on what endures and stopped making excuses and began to see miracles, began to live open-handed. I'm gonna read the testimony from Emily O'Leary. Is Emily in the room? Brendan was in first There's Emily. Thank you for writing this out, Emily. I'm just gonna to read to you guys what, what she wrote, just word for word. It's beautifully written. It's a testimony of somebody who has seen what a legend can do and what people before them have done that made it possible. And it's just a beautiful testimony of what a family tree can look like when someone makes a decision. Emily says, a year ago, I came to church on a regular Sunday. It wasn't a holiday. I came to church for the first time in over 10 years. As I sat in the back row by myself, uncontrollable tears poured down my face. Through the entire service, I desperately prayed for my nine-year-old son to not take his own life. As most of you know, God is in the details. So it's hard to squeeze a year's worth of delicate details into a few minutes, but I'll try my best. To rewind a little bit, I spent much of 2022 praying for my elderly grandmother to pass away peacefully as she suffered from numerous chronic health conditions. And my prayers were answered in October of that year and my heart was at peace for what seemed like a split second. Again, I'm breezing over many details, but when we returned from her funeral in California, it was almost as if I had left my son behind and brought just the shell of him home with me. It was like a switch had been flipped in his brain and He was suddenly engulfed in a tsunami of depression and anxiety. For the next six plus months, the majority of our nights were spent calming his anxiety until he crashed for a couple of hours in the early mornings after his body would finally give up fighting it. His laugh was a distant memory, and his smile was something we could only remember by his picture on the wall. He was able to mask his trouble enough to go to school, but our time together in the evenings consisted of nothing more than crying and yelling. Our previously easygoing and fun-loving old soul of a child was an unrecognizable bundle of anxiety and depression. We were grasping at straws for an ounce of hope. I remember at one point physically dropping to my knees, crying and yelling out of sheer panic that we'd soon lose him altogether. You name it, we probably tried it. Books, oils, coaching, counseling, meditation, supplements, exercise, and even a new bedroom. We were desperate. Our hope and patience were wearing thin and it was clear we weren't going to be able to fix him on our own. As only God could do, he led us to church. The kids and I went for a week or two without Brendan while he was at work. You see, church was a previously taboo conversation in our house not for any wildly terrible reason, just the garden variety of church wounds. In one of the first services I attended, which happened to be during the Legacy Series a year ago, Pastor Landon apologized to the congregation for previously not offering the opportunity to tithe to first-time visitors. He admitted that he may have inadvertently permitted visitors from experiencing the blessing of tithing. Completely overwhelmed, I gave what I could, and it wasn't much. After all, we were simultaneously panicking about the cost of therapy we were paying out of pocket for with the weekly sessions that were definitely not in our budget. In all honesty, my tithe was a last ditch effort. Everything else I had tried hadn't worked, so what did I have to lose? I needed to save my son. It's difficult to share because it sounds unreal and frankly because money has historically been a complicated subject for me But the following week, I got a raise at work that would cover the exact cost of the weekly counseling sessions for our son. And you better believe my butt was going to be back at church the following Sunday. Without any discussion, Brendan tagged along with us because he knew better than to stay home and face a very long silent treatment afterward. You married folks know what I'm talking about. I had prayed for years for our family to go to church, but it honestly just seemed like a pipe dream. Do you guys remember the sermon, This Isn't What I Pictured? Let me tell you, this isn't what I pictured, but God's plan is so much greater than ours. Now, if you know Brendan, you know he came here with brick walls around his heart, a few layers at least, with the good mortar, not the crumbly stuff, and if you know Brendan, you know he has one of the biggest hearts out there, Brendan's the guy who's there to help you fix your AC when it's 105 outside and you don't have the money to pay a professional. He's the guy who will come home from a 12 hour work day and help you dig a trench in your front yard to stop water from pouring down your street. He's the guy who will call you when he hasn't heard from you in a while and he's the guy to help facilitate connections whenever possible. He's also the guy who took pride in doing life alone and proudly said that friends are work and I should get paid to do work. Okay, okay, he's probably ready to kill me by now, but you get the picture. I knew God created him to serve people in big ways and he was limiting himself by keeping the walls around his heart up. I spent the last 10 years praying for the walls to crumble so he could fulfill the destiny God had in store for him. Over the course of the year, we continued to tithe with each paycheck and God continued to work in our lives in so many ways. And little by little, we encountered miracle after miracle. Another specialist added in the mix. Another spot at work opened up for promotion that would cover that and more. God was in every single detail. By March, we saw our sons smile again. And shortly after that, we heard him laugh again. Camp Zephyr. Kids camp rolled around and he insisted that he wanted to go and to say that we were hesitant is an understatement He was still not in a great place and sleep was still a nightmare, but he was adamant So we let him go and with the help of wonderful volunteers Shout out to Richard James for being his buddy and leader He stayed the entire time at camp and still talks about it today We're so grateful that God planted the desire in his heart and gave him the courage and strength to go even when he knew it would be hard for him. Our tithing continued and so did the miracles. Brendan signed up to go to a small group. And I've known the man for 14 years and I never in my wildest dreams would imagine he'd go to a small group. Before getting in the car to leave for the first meeting, he was playing basketball with kids in the neighborhood. He shot the ball and shattered the backboard. A few months prior, he would have been angry and stressed about replacing it. Frankly, so would I. But God, because God had provided in such big ways, what would have previously been a nightmare, Brendan immediately saw as a blessing. You see the basketball hoop belonged to our neighbor who's a single mom working her butt off to make ends meet. He had the, hat, the backboard shattered on her son, she would have had no way to replace it for him. And we were shocked by how expensive they are. But God, our extra money for that paid period was the exact cost of the new backboard. God is great. And last month, my entire family was baptized. Yeah. And we're so grateful to be a tiny part of the Purpose Church Our son is back to himself, and our family is forever changed. Thank you to Pastors Landon and Kelly for your dedication to the church, and thank you to Kelly for inviting me for six years, even though I told you no every time. And thank you for the Legacy Series. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, "'Remember this, "'whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, "'and whoever sows generously will reap generously. "'Each man should give what he has decided to give, "'not reluctantly or under compulsion, God loves a cheerful giver. So I encourage each of you to prayerfully ask God to work in your heart, to allow you to give generously and cheerfully on Legacy Sunday. Speaking from experience, you won't regret it and God will always provide. Thank you, Emily, for sharing your story where are you in this conversation? How do you view what you currently have right now? See, God is speaking to you in this moment to trust him tomorrow and to allow him to lead and to lead you into a legendary life because only legends leave legacies. Only legends can make decisions now to do the hard thing and break the fallow ground when everything in you wants to run and hide and isolate. Only legends can look at Legacy Sunday and see that I'm, I'm digging something up for my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. And if you don't have kids, I'm digging something up for their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren. But legends don't sit idly by and wait for a perfect, comfortable, opportune time to make a difference they create the difference and just last week Brendan was here uh, and he was the pipe and drape they moved stuff around and, and he I guess had gone home and gotten some of Emily's nail polish and something to cover it up with I don't know some polyurethane or something I don't know And he got down on his hands and knees and was painting little toenail polish drops on the floor and covering it so the pipe and drape could be in a perfect place every Sunday so other people could experience the same thing his family has. So you might think it's not a big deal, but it's a big deal at 6 a.m. when no one knows where anything goes. It saves lives. Prayer team, go ahead and come on down. Everybody stand to your feet. (laughs) The prayer team's coming down because there's a difference that can be made in your life and in the people's lives around you that it's going to take a legacy-minded person to stand up and say, I'm gonna break up the fallow ground. I'm going to remind myself that I'm not going to wait on someone to do this for my kids. I'm gonna do it for my kids. I'm gonna do it for my church. I'm gonna do it for my neighborhood. And I'm I'm going to break up the ground so that other people who were were hurt and broken and wounded and are worried about their kids can have a future, a legacy-minded future. And that their children will be standing on a stage one day at a church plant Because I said yes. That their children will be digging holes in softer ground because I did the hard work first. So I'm not going to make excuses. I'm not going to whine and cry about how hard it is. I'm not going to blame my parents for the dysfunction I'm currently creating. I'm going to stop whining and I'm going to pick up my shovel and make a difference. I'm going to break the fallow ground. Because people's children's lives depend on it. So I'm going to pray and the altars are going to be open. And these trusted people are people who are living like legends now. And they want to pray courage over you and faith over you to make a difference in your life and in in someone else's life. and pray even Galatians 6, 9 over you that you will not grow weary in doing good for in due time you will reap a harvest if you don't quit. And they'll pray forbearance over you and stick-to-itiveness over you and courage over you and faith over you. If you never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, they're here to pray that over you as well. If you've never um, prayed the prayer of, uh, of salvation, come get it. If you've walked away from Jesus, you're not here by accident. He's calling you home. He's calling you back to him. If you're married in the room and you want to hit, hit a reset button as a family, come down with your spouse and have people pray over you that the devil cannot divide what God has put together and that your, your legacy uh, building will begin today. Just come and get, come and ask God to give you strength for the next season. There's communion on the sides of the room to remember what Jesus did for you. That you and I deserve hell, but we won't get it because Jesus already paid our debt. So let me pray for you, and then we'll open the altars. God, right now, we ask that in this moment, in these, in these experiences, in these next steps in in this next five minutes, God, that there would be an opening of the heart that affects children that aren't even born yet, that there would be a, a moving forward of our faith, that there would be a standing in the gap. And God, that there would be clarity as we leave this room today, that we wouldn't allow the devil to confuse this whole process, but that we stand in faith with a firm conviction that we can lock arms together and walk down the street together and live like legends that leave a legacy. Lord, thank you for a safe place to make these decisions. And may we never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Altars are open. Come and respond to the word we will end the service here shortly. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Church podcast. If God used this message to impact your life, tell us your story by emailing my story at thepurposechurch.com. Be sure to follow us on social media and check out our website at thepurposechurch.com to get connected and receive all the latest information.